0: Hey, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host Josh Rosenberg. I am so psyched to be here for this episode featuring Seth Walker, who is just a wonderful human being. Uh, I'm so glad I got a chance to talk to him. If you're here for the first time to listen to Seth and me talk, welcome to the Roadcase community. If you are a regular and or longtime listener, I'm so happy to have you back and really psyched that you're along for this ride. So there are several different ways you can get involved in the Roadcase community. Uh, A um, really great way, an easy way to help support this podcast and get involved is to follow us on the socials. We are at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Another great way to get involved with Roadcase is to shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, Just want to chat about live music bring me up to speed on what you're up to. I'd love to hear from you. Our email is info at roadcasepod.com. You can also find out more information by going to our website, which is www.roadcasepod.com. Another quick and easy way to support this podcast is to subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. So if you're on Spotify, see that little box that says follow, you just hit that. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcast, which is another popular platform that many of you listen to this podcast on, you scroll down a little bit, or no, up in the upper right hand corner, there's a check mark. Uh, you hit that check mark. By doing that on both those platforms and on other platforms, you will get regular updates as to when new episodes come live. It's a great way to know what's going on with Road Case. Another great way to support this podcast is to rate and review Roadcase. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down a little bit. You hit a bunch of those stars and you can write a nice review. That really helps out the show. If you like what you hear on Roadcase, uh, and if you're a fan of this show, please rate and review. It really helps out the show. And I really appreciate it. And thanks for that support. So I am so psyched to have Seth Walker on the show for this episode. Seth's just a stellar human, super open. We talk a ton about this process and his own philosophy about music, about life, about uh, places where he's been, things that he's done. He's had a 30-year career in this music business. Um, He's got a new album out, came out on May 20th entitled I Hope I Know, and it's produced by the amazing John O'Ricks of the Wood Brothers. And uh, in fact, three songs are also co-written on this album with Oliver Wood. Uh, this is Seth's 11 album, 11th album, and like I said, he's walked down just so many different rows, and we explore a whole bunch of avenues together. I really, really love talking to this guy. Um, Seth also wrote a book that came out last year. It's called Your Van is on Fire. And I just can't, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's a, it's an amazing book, just filled with, uh, really, really amazing anecdotes. Uh, He writes poetry and does all the illustrations. They're just great stories about a life of music and life on the road, Uh, different thoughts and different stories and all kinds of great stuff. Really interesting. Seth's lived all over the place. He's lived in Austin, Nashville, New Orleans, and uh, now he's back in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I know you'll really love this episode. It's just so so filled with a lot of great stuff you learn a lot about Seth. I uh, really had a great time talking to him. He's got a bunch of dates coming up uh, and he's actually on tour right now. So you can check out more dates on his website, SethWalker.com. Uh, And I know I'll be checking him out when he comes back to Chicago uh, in early August. Then uh, he's headed to Europe for about a month and then back on the road in the States again. Um, again, his album new album's out. Uh really really urge you guys to uh to go check out that album. Really really cool. And uh really happy to have you guys here for this episode. Thanks again for being part of Roadcase and I want to send a special thank you to Seth Walker for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Hey Seth, thanks for being on Roadcase, man. So good to see you.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and I like your setup there, right in front of the mantle. We're both we're both doing the f- the front of the fire. We are thing. doing the mantle thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm, I'm, realized. I didn't, that. I
1: didn't. Me too. I uh, I'm down in New Orleans. Actually, um, I'm traveling from uh, from North Carolina uh, down to Texas. So New Orleans seemed like a good halfway point for me
0: oh are you um <clears throat> traveling you mean touring or is that your residence there in new orleans no i live in
1: asheville north carolina oh okay That's right. but i used to live in new orleans for about six years so this is oh, okay you know That's definitely true. you know uh, you know it tugs at me you know it is, it's a nostalgia city and um you know i, f- you, I, I feel I, the new sure i you.
0: feel like a i feel a nola vibe from you i don't no know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah There's the no I got
1: nothing nothing's worrying me man I'm good biggie yeah, yeah. Big so, easy. So,
0: Big wait. Easy. so what are you have a you have a house down there or what like you got a pretty sweet little setup there
1: It's a friend of a friend of mine um who owns a second air air Airbnb situation yeah, yeah. and uh um, he has a friend of mine from from out west and so oh, he's cool. gracious enough to offer this place to me so here Very I am nice. yeah good mm-hmm
0: you know, good to have friends and it's even better to have friends with houses and nice places.
1: Oh yeah. Those are my favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my daughter is, uh, my middle kids, uh, going uh she's finishing her sophomore year at tulane so i'm spending some time more time in nola these days oh great which is great yeah, yeah, I'm, really, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm psyched that she's there and uh uh got scuttled by one year of covid but that happened for with everybody but i was down there over halloween got to go to tipitinas and hang uh-huh. out and yeah. um saw a show at preservation hall and uh yeah it was all good it was all oh, good. yeah so you have this new album i hope i know it's coming out on may 20th i listened to it i think it's like it's so it's it's really beautiful and eclectic and wonderful and kind of spare in all the right places and I I really encourage everyone to go out and listen to it and uh, I especially love the opening single the future ain't what it used to be and isn't that
1: fucking true,
0: <laughs>
1: right? I mean seriously uh, I think that's probably why I ended up leading off with that track <laughs> yeah just to kind of set the tone because uh, the whole album was was kind of kind of mirrored mirrored that, um, this whole motif as far as, uh, how I related to the music, what I was expecting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and it just kind of has this, uh, I mean, Jono and I, we just cut that thing, just me and him yeah, and, uh, just, you know, just got this, I thought it might be a good way to start the record, just.
0: Yeah, it felt like into into the unknown. It felt like a super kind of Jono vibe too. Do you guys sort of vibe on that same sort of percussive kind of just sort of like a slidey kind of beat? You know, it's really nice.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like a push and pull thing. Yeah, I mean he's 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 really they call it uh, down in New Orleans. They call it like in the cracks. There you go. Yeah, you know it's like down in the cracks and um, yeah, Jono and I. And of course, we're. This is John
0: O'Ricks for you know for yeah. uh, of Wood Brothers. who's who, yeah, the produces, third album this that he produced with him. Correct? Yeah, this is
1: our third. This is our third one. Uh-huh. And I think, um, you know, you know, through those three albums, you know, you obviously you get to you get to know a little bit, bit more about each other yeah, sure. with every with everyone, and uh, you know, all of our shortcomings, all of our you know how, what you know what the, and the trust you start to. Um, to develop that. And, and, and he, the the great thing about Jono as a producer is he doesn't produce with an iron fist. Really. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have really a preconceived notion Mm. of what it should or shouldn't be, which I think is a great asset in a, Mm. in a, in a producer. Uh, I mean, obviously he, he has foresight and he has, he can see above the hedges and he's a hell of a lot more, Organized <laughs> than me, right. which is always a good, a good uh, yeah, that's always an asset. quality in somebody. Um, and a, you know, of course, a wonderful instrumentalist and uh, and and most importantly, a, a human. Um, so, well, I think we both, to get back to your question, I think we both resonated <laughs> with the with that as an opening track and mm. uh, a theme, if you will.
0: Well, for the overall kind of the overall vibe do you guys get together and talk about where you want it to go and um you know if, he, if he's not coming in with preconceived notions do you sort of did you in this instance perhaps like have an idea of kind of of exactly how you wanted to for it to go and what that feel is going to look like and how to achieve that mm.
1: um i mean we we definitely we definitely p- Got together and you know, of course, we work through the songs. What songs we might want to take or yeah. most importantly, take out. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's sometimes harder, right? <laughs> um, but you know, and we, you know, of course, of course, we we would try and and fall and fail, and we that that wouldn't work, and we try this and try that. Yeah. Um, but a lot, I mean, most of this record, which was a different um whole approach than any of my previous albums was it was just me and him
0: mm.
1: it was just me and him in the studio obviously uh you know the lion's share of it was re- was was recorded during the pandemic yeah so those limitations that we were faced with in hindsight looking back on it man i think that actually helped us maybe approach this whole thing uh with in a new way and a tempered way like i felt like we didn't at least for me, I, I didn't feel like I, 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 I feel like we kind of met the album in the middle instead of ch- chasing it maybe as much. Hmm.
0: Just kind of a different energy that you had due to the like yeah. overall circumstances. Like, I'm just going to kind of, let's see what happens. Cause I'm, were you, cause like maybe you're unsure of how things are going to progress in that sort of new environment.
1: Does, yeah, that, does that I, I sort of guess, make sense? I guess so. I, I guess kind of, uh, for sure, absolutely that's that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. I think the other part of it, uh, you know, for me personally, was uh, I mean, as we all we all went through this kind of self reflection. Yeah, totally. Time, you know, so we're you know we're 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 taking a hard long look <laughs> and yeah. and how ha- and how we sometimes almost feel like I. I look back on some other recordings or some, and, and, and a lot of my gigs and I'm just kind of like, what was I even there? <laughs> was it, you know, like, uh, you know, cause you, you, you're moving, you know, this is, this thing is such a, it's, it's like just such a rat race. It can be. And, um, when all this hit and I started approaching this album and approaching the book, um, and myself, um, you know, I realized that, you know, that um, I realized that I needed to just slow the pace down. I needed to uh, sing quieter. Mm. Uh, I, was, I was blowing a lot less air on this record than I ever have. And to, uh, yeah, actually be there in the songs. Hmm. <laughs> what a concept.
0: Yeah. When you said before, like, you were looking back at some stuff that you'd done and you asked, you, you asked yourself, you actually, have you been there? What Yeah. What did you mean by that?
1: Well, like, well, okay. For instance, you know, on the road, it it can be tough because you got all these things you're doing all day. You get to the gig and you're setting up and you got sound check and you've got trying to get some food and all this stuff. And you're trying to make a set list or blah, blah, blah. And the crowd comes in you got the sound man to deal with and all this thing. And Obviously, these these are these are these are factors that play in. But when it comes down to it, you know, you've really got to, you've really just got to be right. It sounds cliche, but you really have to be in the moment.
0: Yeah. And
1: a lot of times, I felt when I when I look back, I'm like, at times, not all the time, but I'll be thinking about the next song or the next or the next uh, mm. the this or the blah 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 or the next this uh-huh. and this and that. And I think all of this uh, time has really helped me. Um, first, firstly, uh, observe that behavior because I'm never I'm gonna be able to lick that. But at least if you know that you're drifting off yeah. and you're not centered, uh, the observation part is is the first step, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see what it's. You can't. Adjust to it unless you see what you're doing.
1: Exactly. Right, Sometimes right. I feel like the ang- the anxiety and the anxiousness I had before was I didn't even I was just oh this is normal this is this is just the way this is it you know
0: yeah yeah okay yeah there's a lot to talk about there. Um, it's kind of like being in the moment, not looking too far into the future, uh, even if it were just yeah. like three or four songs down the set or whatever. But you've got since you know and 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 the awareness of those the those elements that are occurring. And to kind of, and then you also talk about sort of slowing things down, man, because that's what you have to yeah. do. I have that issue too. If I look too far into the future, man, that's not a good place to be. But as I learn to not, to try not to do that, to not do that, let's say I have to use, you know, certain techniques. You get to slow shit down. You just have to like be in the fucking moment, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah you and that, and that helps. And I think that I, what I hear is that you sort of, undertook that with with the latest album and but you were also talking about being on the road having so many things to do so yeah first like what's that balance like for you and have you successfully attempted to live in the moment more (laughs) when you're on the when you're you know getting back on the road when there's so many things to do it's hard right because you're kind of worried that that's a little bit more of a practical matter
1: yeah it is a practical matter and those, and those, are, and there are tactical ways to yeah. address some of that. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but energetically, I, I think, you know, as a whole, it's <laughs> like you can't force the muse. You can't, you like, you know, emote right now, yeah. you know, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way with Songrise. It doesn't work that way with recording. It definitely does not work that way with, with gigs. You know, I mean, uh, I want it to be, I want it, you know, when I'm up there or when I'm in whatever mode of creativity I'm in, you know, obviously in a relaxed state yeah. is where it's going to float yeah so just just trying to be mindful of all of that with, with, with in every aspect uh, the the record though that feeling anyway, the space uh, you know we we definitely we we could we could kind of start to feel we could kind of start to feel the way the album was starting to come together mm-hmm. um, uh, thematically and sonically and and breathwise. And it slowly became pretty apparent which, which kind of way the record was headed.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that different than your prior works? In, and in what ways?
1: hmm I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, like you mentioned earlier, this one took the longest for me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it was I guess hell, I guess it was 3 3 years. Yeah. I never take that long to do a record.
0: Right, you know? right.
1: Um so uh as I said we were able to we were able to really um yeah to to meet it in the middle as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And the the albums before it seemed like I had, I, I've always, I've always, I've always thought I had good sets of songs with every album. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was definitely not planning for any kind of conceptual record at all with this. Cause this was a no plan, (laughs) the no plan plan. That's a good plan. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then looking back on it, um, I guess the uh, future and what it used to be and just that I hope I know um, a better version of myself as I'm entering this became the overall theme. So in that way, to answer your question, it was a different it was a different take. Yeah, than any
0: other I mean, I suppose it's always. I mean, you're very prolific, and this was your eleventh album. I suppose it's you know it's always different and just reflective of the times in which you live when you're yeah. putting an album together. Shit that's going on in your life. I don't know. I I I heard that you were recently ending a long relationship, and I, I if I'm not wrong, and that probably yeah. obviously had a lot to do with you know yeah, the way people.
1: It had a little bit to do with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, it. No gray in the bit. beard. Yeah, yeah, no gray it in the wasn't, beard at all. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. One night no emo- you woke, no.
0: It's like uh, in Stephen King, in a Stephen King novel, <laughs> one morning this woman wakes up and her hair is just
1: white. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no emotional turmoil at all. No, no, no. Um, I mean, that has to do with. What, like, you know, what, <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a lot that- and all
1: the and all the cities that i've lived in obviously mm. um you know those are big influences uh on the music through the years um you know i've lived in austin mm. for a long time mm-hmm. i think my earlier records um, you know kind of have a lot of that influence mm-hmm. a lot of the jump blues and swinging and t-bone walker stuff i always loved that yeah, stuff. yeah i know you love that you know and then the nashville when i moved to nashville i was trying to you know pay a little more attention Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to what I was saying with the lyrics and blah, blah, blah. And then of course that can be a double-edged sword. Cause again, once you start thinking too much, then that'll screw you up too. So that's when I moved to new Orleans to mm-hmm. almost like unlearn some shit that I, I cause I kind of got caught under the, in the gears of the, mach, of, of a machine. I was writing some songs. I didn't believe in in
0: Nashville. Yeah. Kind of like pressure just to write songs because it's yeah, what you do. And I was
1: writing with people. I was writing with people that I don't need to be writing with and like huh. it just, you know, I mean I was I was exploring, I was trying. I mean, and there's, you know, when you do these well, they say you learn more, you know, being in positions that you don't want to be in than the positions that you do. Right, right? for sure. You know. Um, so all in the learning. And then New Orleans, you know, kind of reminded me of the of of why I started doing this in the first place yeah. the, you know the joy of music in this town.
0: Oh it really is.
1: I mean hell joy joy is like a priority for this place. Yeah. They subsidize joy.
0: Totally. Totally. That's a great way. They have
1: parades it. every day. Right. Right.
0: Right. They don't right. need
1: if the sun came out that's a good day for a parade. Yeah, right. Oh it's a,
0: <laughs> it's a great time. I was just listening to some old cuts of Dr. John just oh, yeah. last night, yeah, it's just so amazing. Just as one example, you know.
1: Yeah, it it helped my spirit, and and so anyway, all these places, right? Uh, and these situations, these uh, bad choices, <laughs> good choices, yeah. whatever has obviously.
0: Uh, well, I shit. I love the the progression around the country to the different musical cities, and obviously that can be mirrored in your own creative progression. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's super interesting. Yeah. When you grew up in North Carolina in a Quaker with a in a, as a Quaker background on a commune, mm-hmm. yes. Can you yeah, talk yeah. just a little bit about that and what the effect that had on you? And how how old were yeah. you when you first did that? When how old well, were I you was, during? Was that like from birth to something?
1: that, that was. Um, uh, I was three years old when we moved in. So it was 1975. Yeah. Uh, my family or my parents are both classical uh, music teachers. They taught uh-huh. uh, Suzuki. I don't know if you're familiar with, with I've Suzuki. I've heard about it. Method. I'm not exactly
0: sure what it is, but it's
1: like a, um ear training uh, method by a Japanese uh, music teacher, uh-huh. Dr. Suzuki. But anyway, that was their world. And they met this other couple. And Jim and Susan Walton. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean obviously this was 1972 when they, they they kind of sprouted this idea. and obviously during that time, that was the season of
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. of
1: trying something new, right right? So you know, smoke a little grass and build a house together out in the uh, out in the woods. So right. that's essentially what they did. So they, they had a, they had a family of three. I mean, I a family of five, three kids, and I had a sister. So we all moved into this house that they <laughs> built. Yeah. And we lived as one communal family for 13 years. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's 13. really interesting. Like conflicts, like problems, challenges. How, how?
1: I mean, I, I would, I would imagine. I mean, I, it's, it seemed to me as a young, young kid it seemed pretty seamless but yeah. I'm sure they had some adult issues I mean shit they were sharing money for God's sakes um, they had a household account they would buy groceries together they had we had farm we had garden blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm sure there was all kinds of adult issues but as a whole it was the most a, tr- a true you know obviously a very alternative way of of, of of living yeah. and an openness to something new that I think was instrumental in my, uh, you know, we talked about space earlier in the, in, in, in that space, that allowing of the space allows someone to, to, to be who they are. Yeah. And that, that, that I think that creatively uh, played a big role uh, in my,
0: the space to it kind of just the it. concept that your parents wanted to do this with another family and blend something together to make a, like a larger whole, and that openness to a particular idea, or were there just kind of ideas that occurred while you were there because of the structure of the situation?
1: It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think they yeah. were. I think they were wanting to, um, to. to experience different ways of thinking. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty intense incubator to,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: to try such things. Um, I can't imagine doing that, you know, uh, what kind of commitment that is. And, um, so I guess it was a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I think it once, and once they got in there, you know, obviously you, you I imagine you would learn a whole, whole lot about yourself and each other in a process like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. It sounds. I, I don't know. When I think of a commune, I think of more people than just like two families, kind of sort of joining forces.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was an entourage. We had we had some hangar oners that would come. Oh, uh, people would come and go, and yeah. Yeah, we had like there was some friends of ours that helped build the house. Right. Um. That that lived with us, and then you know we it was it was a very. I mean that place was it was magic, man. I mean it was it was it was electric. It was electric in there. I mean huh. it was. Uh, I remember one day vividly coming down on Christmas morning uh, down to the living room, and I mean this thing's we're talking. It's all based on love, you know, like L O V E. I mean that's the whole right on reason. Yeah, yeah, and. When I, I remember going into that living room, I don't know how, I was probably eight years old. And I remember like the damn room was actually glowing. Like it was, (laughs) it was like, it was like orbing. It was like, I remember that feeling that as a kid, I was like, whoa, wow." maybe I need, maybe I didn't even know what, what I was actually experiencing or feeling. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, damn, that's some serious love going on in there. It's cool
0: yeah i mean you don't need to like over hyper analyze the feeling of love you know it's not like that's a childhood (laughs)
1: trauma thing or anything
0: there was just you know (laughs) what i my fucking i you know my childhood sucked it was like filled with love and like the room was the the rooms were glowing just a little too brightly for me
1: (laughs) (laughs) now i'm not saying that there weren't some serious challenges uh uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, I've been I kind of, I've been kind of unpacking some of that on the the flip side of all that glowing love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> was um, this I never talked to you about this, but but like um, a, a kind of a a, a growing expectation of. Uh, I was kind of like you know, I was always you know I wasn't playing guitar but I was playing a cello and I was always kind of like. The little entertainer guy, yeah, you know, around the house.
0: Well, you were a talented. Kind of
1: grew into it. Grew into some expectations, and yeah. I think, you know, and and people pleasing and letting people, you know, not wanting to let people down, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. And I think as and and as and obviously, the music business is can be. Uh, a slippery slope of some of that shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. And, and I, I found myself, you know, you know, slamming symbols together like a little monkey. And, um, through all, so I've been looking back on some of that. Uh, you, you don't know, you know, there's all different, different varieties of childhood trauma, but there, there mm-hmm. is, there is some things like this that have probably af- affected me a lot more than I, than I'm, or at least I'm unpacking now Yeah. and uh, trying to, as I go, as I go into this new Seth Walker 2.0 uh, uh, to be again, mindful of some of these tendencies I might, I might fall back into.
0: Yeah. yeah good for you, man. I think everyone's kind of going into their own personal 2.0 version. I like that. I like that yeah. analogy, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah. the people pleasing thing is interesting because yeah, it has a lot to do with being a performer, right? I mean, you want to, In some respects, I mean, I do think some performers kind of like go up there, like, you know, you just punk rock and like spit on the audience. That's one thing. (laughs) And that's a form of performance as well. And that's a statement in and of itself, Uh. um, especially if the audience is doing it back at them. Um, But, yeah, getting out there and putting your own your own stuff out there. But at the same time, you know, possibly feeling pressure to do what you do. Um, But it seems like Mm. it comes from a very genuine place. You know, you you grew up playing playing music. Your parents were were musical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I know from what I read, you got into blues guitar in, in, in college, etc. Um yeah. And that's kind of where where your your you know your ultimate direction came from. Um, mm-hmm. But how do you sort of balance um, those elements, like of wanting to be a performer, but also sort of um, you know doing your own thing but knowing that that might not be pleasing to everybody how is that that's sort of like the artistic dilemma right you put your stuff out there um tell me a little bit about your your views on putting your own self out there
1: yeah what a what a what a conundrum um yeah that's that is that is an on ongoing process um i mean i mean ultimately i i think when you when you probably condense it and boil it all down what what is going to be the most effective
0: <laughs>
1: is how you are relating to to the music, yeah. you know, and how. Um, I mean, it it is a fine line, to quote Oliver Wood, <laughs> um, um, in the entertainment and. And the art form, you know, mm. you know, I'm not hold up. I'm not Picasso in some kind of in a room, and you can just, you know, there's this interaction, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and then you have the element of I'm standing on a stage <laughs> with yeah. lights yeah. shining, and people are just are are sitting are sitting there, and they're yeah, <laughs> they're entertain, standing entertain and me, and They're yeah. like, okay, I already was good you know, do something great. Right, right, right. And so, uh, you know, obviously letting go of, of, uh, I mean, you, you, you don't want to steer this thing. You don't want to pander. You don't want to, um, these are, these are damn tough questions, sir. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, you know, ones that, that we, we, we grapple with, with nightly. Cause it, it also, uh, ego is involved with these kinds of things, uh, which can be spiky and insecurities and, you know, uh, you know,
0: and, yeah. Yeah. Do you ever just, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you ever say to yourself, fuck, can I just write a fucking, I mean, your songs are lighthearted, but can I just write like a fun fucking like bananas <laughs> song that you didn't ha- you do, you don't have to throw your whole self into Would would that be easier?
1: sometimes i wonder man i wonder i mean i I think a good balance you know is 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 is, at least that's where i I, i'd like i liked i'd like to to am headed anyway you know um it's like i want i want people to think yeah and i want them to not think at my shows
0: yeah yeah that's cool that's cool i love that and that's not to say I don't think your songs are dour by any sense of the imagination, by any stretch. Mm. I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm. I don't. I don't mean to say that. Well, it's, they
1: they run. They run a gamut. I mean. You but know, you've
0: been I very mean, open and outspoken and very articulate about your own writing process and how um, mm-hmm. it's 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 very reflective of the things that are going on in your life. And I and I and I really I really enjoy that. Um, I, I imagine sometimes, and you you spoke about like. Throwing yourself into the future to show, and what's you know, where am I going with these songs, and um, mm. to try to get your brain and be into a song and and put on the clo- the, the the overcoat of, of a particular emotion from that one period of time is that. Can you talk about that challenge mm. a little bit?
1: I'm sorry, say that last bit one more time. I lost you. Oh yeah. What
0: was that? Um, sort of, what does it feel like and what's the impact on you to have to wear those emotions when, in, in a particular song? Oh,
1: oh I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, how I relate to it, how I, how I get up inside them night, night to night. Mm. Uh, sometimes I might find myself interesting to think about. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll try to portal myself into where I was when I wrote that song or what, or, you know, mm-hmm. what I was, what I was going through feeling that, you know, um, you know, and some of it is, um, I guess it's, I mean, all these songs are kind of like little scenes, right? They're kind of like, you're, you're kind of like playing. It's like a, you're, it's like you're, it's a portrayal Mm -hmm. in a way. You're kind of slipping into, as you, as you, as you, uh, referenced, uh, analogy like putting on a coat, putting on a new, another.
0: Yeah. 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 Like changing shirts or whatever. Yeah. Another
1: get up, you know, and slipping into this mode, you know? So there's, there's, there's some of that. I think, um, Some of that is interesting to talk about. Um, I have always, I think growing up in a commune with all these different types of perspectives Mm -hmm. and different, because when you're around, like the version you are with me is a different person than you are with Oliver Wood in a way. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. You know, we all have these different little. Well, everyone's always the same,
0: work. but it's sort of like when you're put in a, in a room with somebody or you're talking to someone, you relate to them yeah. in a particular way that has, you know, yeah. people's personalities, there's a different vibe.
1: Different rhythms, yeah, different, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. different takes, mm-hmm. you know, frequencies. Yeah. Um, so I think to get back to what we're talking about, I think um, all of these different people that I was around, I would have, I, w- I was always kind of like, Shifting, you know, I was mm. always pivoting, and I became really good at that. And I could move, like, oh, I'm going to move to Austin. Okay, I'll do it. Let's do it. Mm. And and I could always pivot. And I think um, that goes that goes with me uh, stylistically too, with all the different different yeah. types of music that I like, and different hats I like to wear, and different feelings I like to feel. And um, sometimes that can be a mark marketing challenge i understand (laughs) but hell with it um and so i guess uh, to take it further each song is is a new uh is a new little landscape a new a new hat to wear
0: yeah interesting but i think you approach each one each challenge with enthusiasm each new city with enthusiasm you know you don't you seem to not have a problem with like wiping a slate clean or not, or just kind of turning a page and moving into a new chapter, moving to Austin or moving to Nashville or NOLA or, you know, or yeah. Nashville. it's interesting. The
1: older, <laughs> the, old, the older that I get that may, <laughs> that may change a little bit. Well, as yeah, let's as, hope so. You know, man. you know, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, with, you know, I, I'm definitely, you know, I mean, I was, I'll move around I'm serious case of Wanderlust. I mean, I was all over the joint. Yeah. Um, And, you know, now it's, it it is a little bit different, uh, my inner energy level and just bandwidth, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, back in these days, I mean, I was, I mean, not that I'm not a student of what I'm doing now, but back in those days, I mean, I was like, a sponge I mean just, yeah for sure just give me just give me everything right, just give it
0: right. To me. so how did this all let's take everything we're talking about like and um, about performance and different songs and emotions and Mm -hmm. vibes and your desire to sort of get into so many different areas and be exposed to different things. I mean, I Mm -hmm. talk to me a little about the, your Mm -hmm. early performance background, what that looked like and how, um, how you progressed as a musician early on. And did you have the same enthusiasm for different, um, for different environments and different perspectives at that time? Mm
1: -hmm. I, I, well, I, the first performing I ever did was with my cello because I grew up Mm -hmm. playing the cello from age Five until sixteen. Wow! So mm-hmm. eleven years. My sister, she started when she was three. I mean, it was just kind of what we did. They, my parents taught, and we just fell right in line, mm-hmm. right? Um, so these were my very first. You know, I would do a recital. You
0: know, yeah, or, yeah.
1: You know, I would go to a workshop or a institute and, and perform. But I would tell you <laughs> that I was that it was not. I wasn't on fire for this. shit. I, I, I mean, it, it was boring to me. You
0: hadn't seen um, Joe Kwan I mean, play yet.
1: I guess. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I, I hadn't heard Dr. John yet. Right. Right. And, um, um,
0: Joe Kwan puts the cool into
1: cello, you know? Oh man. <laughs> um, fun. Yeah. There's God. Yeah. The, the cello was just, I mean, it's not, I I don't want to downplay that. I didn't enjoy it. I did and it was instrumental in my just overall musicality and my f- just having fingers on the strings yeah, yeah, yeah. since I was that young and just my you know harmony hearing harmony hearing, mm-hmm. intonation blah blah. blah. Um, but you know my early r- my early performances I imagine were not very electric mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> until <analogy>. um, <laughs> Yeah. it wasn't until I went to college where I discovered blue's guitar right. and that was something that I, I think probably why it has resonated uh, with me a couple reasons firstly it was it was something that I found it was some, it wasn't something that my parents
0: yeah um, that's always important right handed down to <laughs> yeah, me you know yeah, something
1: yeah. I was like oh shit this is mine oh right, oh I right, like this right.
0: And, and maybe my parents don't like it. That's always a good fact. Yeah, maybe, maybe, there's <laughs> some of that. maybe there's
1: some of that. Fortunately, I got some pretty good parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, you know, the guitar, especially blues, was the first music I kind of started to mess around with. And I, I just liked the fact that I could, A, bend a string. <laughs> mm-hmm. That it's hard to do on a cello. Mm. And it was not written on a page. It was not um not that classical music is is i mean classical music is very very expressive obviously it's beautiful most the most amazing stuff that's mm. ever happened on this earth but the blues stuff it was it was something um spontaneous yeah it was something in the moment it was something uh, where the moon was or wasn't that night right yeah to say, it,
0: to say it's unstructured is a kind of an understatement
1: yeah it's so simple that it
0: can be like massively unstructured right
1: i think that probably that contrast Mm. between uh classical music and this was was very very appealing to me interesting and uh i think my first to get back to your question my first performances in those days when i was just i mean i was like doing really bad bad versions of stevie ray vaughn and Jimi hendrix um for nothing else, we're impassioned.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. What were some of the first? How did you sort of first start performing? I mean, just like getting together and just jamming, doing open mics, and like playing in the school pub
1: and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I we had had a had a couple guys that we jammed with yeah. in college. Yeah, yeah, I had this this drummer. Uh, he would just bash the drums. He had lots him at that. Yeah, lots solo man. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Massey, and then the guy named Brad how He played bass, and we had our we had our gig at this little pub and um so those were some of the first gigs the very first time that anyone ever got me up on stage though yeah was a guy named gib droll
0: gib droll gib droll amazing name (laughs) amazing (laughs) name
1: he now he now plays backup guitar for bruce Hornsby. oh no kidding uh but back in the early days he was a maniac blues like great i mean he could do that electric blues stuff really good yeah and I remember hearing him playing, you know, "Texas Flood" from Steve Ray Vaughan, yeah. and I was oh. just like, "Oh my god!" Right. And he was the first guy to get me up on stage.
0: Oh, no kidding! At the
1: at ad- at the attic in Greenville, North Carolina, uh-huh. and um, you know, he had a packed packed house. And I remember I can't say I didn't I didn't feel that.
0: You, know? you caught you uh, you you loved I that. Caught the bug, yeah. Caught
1: the bug, and and then um, and then I was just off to the races at that point to to start really digging in and researching and learning uh, all of the people that influenced Clapton and Stevie and Jimmy and that's when I that's when I started digging into you know the the real pioneers of the yeah the
0: genre. perhaps having that structured cello that destruction structure, the structured instruction <laughs> In, <laughs> sorry i don't know That's why good. I, I do the why <laughs> I do that to myself uh, i like that oh yeah I uh like that. of of that of that <laughs> of that musical background you know you had it's kind of like you went deep into into the blues as, as a background as sort of a rep to understand who your reference points were and you went even deeper it's it appears mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah i i was fortunate then i had a um I had an uncle, my father, father's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was a jazz bass player down in Jacksonville. And he had a radio, a blues radio show
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, called The After Hours Cafe. And he learned that I was into Robert, that I discovered Eric Clapton and then discovered Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, my nephew's into Robert Johnson. Let me, let me, uh-oh, I got a live one here. So he started sending me all these <laughs> tapes of all this shit. I mean, uh From Lightning to T-Bone to Charlie Christian to Muddy to Robert Nighthawk to Mississippi John Hurt uh, to Kenny Burrell, all points in between. And uh, and I just, I just, I sponged it, man. And I I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I got to go to where it's where it really is. And so that's when I moved to Austin. Uh Uh-huh. And that's where I that's where I really started my first actual performing under my name and under with some kind of um, professional yeah. context.
0: Yeah, yeah. Were you writing, writing songs at that point, or just doing covers, or what, what did that look mostly, like?
1: Mostly covers. I, uh-huh. I did write some uh-huh. a couple couple
0: bass. So it's like posting up in some bad. venues or bars, and just kind of yeah you just started doing the thing. You, if knew- you remember,
1: yeah, if you remember. Um, in the 90s late 90s mm-hmm. remember when the swing i remember the, the late 90s swing <laughs> 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 yeah way back uh, it, the the swing the neo swing thing was popular. remember i had all those like-, like swing dances and um Uh, They had a bunch of movies, There was a movie called Swingers.
0: Swingers, yeah, but I didn't know it was... Zoot
1: Suit, Zoot Suit Riot. I thought it was like one brief moment
0: in L.A. I I was never really into that scene. I I grew up in L.A., I was not living there in the 90s, I was living in New York City, but yeah, I mean, I remember that movie for sure. Well, in
1: Austin, it was was kind of a big deal. (laughs) It was like a big deal, so people would go swing dancing. Right, right. And I was just copying T-Bone Walker, Gate Mile Brown, Mm -hmm. and but it was swing and blues shuffles and oh, you know, okay. like Texas shuffles. Yeah. And next thing I knew I was getting people coming out to go dancing to, to the gig. So that afforded me uh, my, you know, like steady residencies. Nice. So I could really start to play every single, you know, three or four times a week right. and really start to get some stage time, performance time. And that led me to my first, first album in 1997. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, and getting back to your question, I, I did, I did write a few songs, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I tried to, they were, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they were, they were, they were what they were, yeah. but they were vehicles for me to, to, to learn and, and, and
0: more. Right. Yeah. Well, you're very humble about your own creative writing and process and, Um, yeah, I mean, to veer off the path a little bit, but not entirely. I mean, you wrote this amazing book called your van is on fire, the miscellaneous meanderings of a musician. I like the alliteration, uh, respect for that. And, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, it's wonderful. Someone did, someone did tell me that. (laughs) And, um, so, and also I thought it would be a good (laughs) metaphorically speaking, a good title for a musicians life
0: totally i yeah i love it i loved it and um you know i i i, I poked around a little bit in it enough to know that mm-hmm. there's some amazing anecdotes in there and i we already you already laid laid on a couple of me laid a couple of them on me already in this conversation but um yeah it's just wonderful like just a, a life on the road i mean um so you're talking about playing uh, gigs in Austin and sort of getting a residency early on, but clearly Mm -hmm. you spent a lot of time on the road and you've had, you've got countless stories and, you know, we can read about that in the, in the book. Um, and, uh, what, how did that process differ for you? Um, how was that process different from you writing a book versus creating a, a new musical work an album or what have you?
1: Um, it was, it was, uh, Oh my God. It was just so freeing. It was so, it was, well, Hey, I was not planning on writing it. I was just, you know, during the COVID, you know, just trying to reinvent myself Yeah. Uh, somewhat. And, um, and I guess, you know, poetry and songwriting obviously is very, very similar. Mm. Um, you know, more of a, a compact, um, uh, lines. Um, but I just started, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm staring out my window, (laughs) um, in my house. And I just started thinking about a lot of the things that, that we talk we've been talking about today. Mm. Um, you know, my upbringing and how I, you know, um, early gigs, um, And so what I did was I just started writing a few down and it just so happened that my next door neighbor, her name is Leslie Lachant. She's a writer, a a poet, uh, an editor herself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We would meet in the yard, six feet apart. (laughs) (laughs) And I would, and I just, you know, I showed her a few things that I had written and she was like, man, it's just, you might have, you might have something going here. And
0: she became,
1: she became my mm-hmm. editor uh, we were we were partners in, the, in in the whole thing she would she was it's kind of like having a John oricks yeah, um, no, uh, yeah she she um you know she' would be like this this is this is this is not good or mm-hmm. this is or this 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 but these bones are good right this is something to go with here and the whole experience um you know albeit these are short stories yeah. If I I had, you know, two whole pages I could write, I could express myself instead of, th- you know, two verses and a couple choruses.
0: Yeah. So it's a little, it's more freeing.
1: The more freeing in that way. Right. Um, and probably even, even, even more so, as I alluded to earlier, there was no bar set for this. You mean? But, you know, I've been putting there's. I've been putting records out all the time, and there's like you know, it's yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah, It's That's what I do. People yeah. people kind of know this is kind of you know. Yeah, if you're not I, a yeah, writer I, I, and
0: you're going to write a book, it's ostensibly like you got. I mean, it's a great attitude. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah sure. Hey, hey, hey man, let's hey, try some, let's try some, a, some shit. I'm getting up you know, today man? and I'm going to write a fucking book. Gonna,
1: let's try <laughs> some shit. Yeah, <laughs> if if, if only it
0: were that easy, man. It
1: was. It was. But I will tell you. I mean, I did a lot of, I did a lot of, a lot of reading, oh, a God. lot of studying. I mean, I, I, I studied all these great. You know, I, I did this master class thing, and I would like do these master classes with all these. You know. Like Malcolm Gladwell and right. David Sedaris and
0: all oh, those online know. things that that was those were helpful. Yeah,
1: that was instrumental. Billy really? Collins is another guy I learned a lot from with that, uh-huh. and that helped. And of course, Leslie, uh, she helped me. And she would, you know, she just feed me books, you know, just like wow, you know. interesting. So I, I started to learn learn the craft That's really of it. Cool. Um because it is it is a lot harder. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It took me, I took, it was a lot of hours, a lot of editing hours. Um,
0: Wait, so first you're like, oh, I didn't, I haven't written a book, so this is going to be easy. And now we're sort of like peeling back the layers a little bit. You started,
1: Yeah, started to peel peel back. and, And, um, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of things that obviously did not make the book. Um, yeah. that I, that I wrote and we and it was it's kind of like an album um in that you know we talked about this with I hope I know like it you used to. Mm-hmm. once you start dive, diving in there digging in there you start to kind of see a tone or a, a, a common vibe or thread and that's mm-hmm. the way it happened with with the book as well I remember one day <laughs> one day Leslie said hey, Come come over to the house and and I print out all of your essays. Print them all out and bring them over to the house. And she goes, put them around the dining room table and see which essays you would like. It's a dinner party and see which essays you think would have good conversation with one another if they were sitting beside each other. Interesting. Or well, who was across from you right. at the table? and that actually helped us for some reason tremendously to shape the book instead of chapters it became sections so there's like um i can't remember now uh uh i think shit i forgot but dirt and asphalt and um uh there's like five or six sections and so these little pieces became uh different sections that's such an interesting way to go about it Yeah, she's pretty, she's pretty creative uh, person in that way. But, but I will say this just to sum that whole book up was that I learned, uh, you know, I, I was intending to write, to learn a a lot about writing, Mm -hmm. which I did, but I I learned a hell of a lot more about myself than I was expecting. Oh,
0: interesting. Interesting. In writing, something like that. Uh, What, what, how did, uh, what sort of revelations did you come up with? good things <laughs>
1: <laughs> good bad and the ugly um yeah, uh, I mean, awesome I mean, uh, uh, yeah 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 you just yeah i mean it's it's yeah you're 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 learning your your shortcomings you're learning your challenges your your um i mean it is truly a a, a microscope <laughs>
0: yeah yeah totally were your reactions uh, to right. sort of creative block or well let's just say did the creative process of writing per se differ than that of you as a musician, or were there were there more similarities and commonalities?
1: There, there was there was some some similarities in that kind of like oh shit, I think I got something here, like mm-hmm. oh oh you know, and and the and what I found was the unknown. There, there's some of the a lot of these stories. Hell, I, I don't even really remember how I got them to be what they are. They just mm. kind of like came through, hmm. you know? I mean, I mean that's what we all hope for. Um Maybe it was because it was something that I hadn't done a lot and I wasn't, I didn't even know, I hadn't created traps for myself hmm. as maybe I do in writing songs. Mm-hmm. And when I say a trap, I mean patterns.
0: Ah okay yeah you're not stepping on like landmines that you already set for yourself so to speak yeah. like you do <laughs> in a, music are, right you're like That's a good oh, way shit, to do it. Yeah, I stepped on that. Yeah, again. I mean you shit, didn't have when those do this,
1: Yeah. Exactly. When you do ah, interesting. When you do things for so you know I've written I mean done 11 albums so a lot of times you 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 do go back to the well uh, on, you know certain ways sure, uh, sure. little tags yeah. or phrases and everything so This was, this was new. And of course that also comes with landmines and himself because you're inexperienced.
0: Yeah. So true. You know,
1: um, try to find that. But I think the, to kind of get back to the wanderlust stuff Mm -hmm. and the pivoting that I've done and the different genres of music, I think, well, I know that that book creatively gave me a, a new hat to wear that when I went back to do, I hope I know I had a fresh create cre- creative spark that was much needed yeah. um, to go into that album.
0: Interesting. So sort of kind of wiping the slate clean a little bit. Cause you got, you get stuff up and out. I mean, you seem like you've got so much going on in your head. Uh, kind of in a, in a in a good way i think you have this like i feel this love for life and experiences um, that you have and that's a beautiful thing but also to write about it kind of just like puts it out there and 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 gives you does it free up did it free up space for you to be creative in a new way musically in a sense uh, do you do you, know what I'm, you know what i'm saying you
1: mean you mean you mean you mean like since i put since i put the book out did that clear out space for the album to come in? Is Is what I'm,
0: is what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make, does that make Um, sense to you at all?
1: Yeah. Yeah. it It makes sense. And I, and, and I think it, I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, Clear. I guess it's the same thing. Hell, I was going to say opening a channel. Yeah, like yeah. clearing a space, opening a channel. Yeah, whatever
0: you call it. I was just kind of exploring you that. call I was just it, like yeah. exploring that notion with you because I think
1: it's interesting. I think, I, I, think I, I think so. Yeah, and I think I mean definitely, definitely lyrically. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, I, I was dealing in I was dealing with in so much language. Yeah uh with the book yeah um, I mean,
0: way I mean, more words
1: way more words. although i've spoken way, i've yeah. spoken
0: to artists who find the challenge in you know you were like well i, I what i'd say in two lines now i can say in two pages and mm-hmm. then obviously as a lyricist you mm-hmm. also know that it's also beautiful to take two pages of thought and put it into mm-hmm. two lines
1: yeah yeah right hell yeah that's, i that's think that's
0: almost thing. like cooler kind of you know
1: Abs man i mean if you can say a little a lot with a little but your yes. editor's
0: telling you, as you know, has already probably told you ad infinitum that no, those four pages that needs to be one page, and that's hard too.
1: Oh, that's oh incredibly God. hard, dude. I, I she she cutting, would she would be cutting. like, she she would she would just pound on me like, nope, yeah. take it out, take it out, I'm still take it out, yeah, take yeah, it yeah, out, yeah. and then I started I started to, lear- I start oh, to learn, I started to learn, and the editing process, and I think this ties in to how it came into the new album because there's just less mm. there's just less on the album yeah. there's less sonic there's uh sonically there's less lyrics there's less actual air yeah we you started out saying, breathing
0: yeah yeah that's what you started out yeah, saying I'm, yeah yeah
1: I'm, I'm i was singing quieter um so i think even though the long the long form of the book was dense denser, the process of editing the book, uh, um, as far as mechanically, I guess mm-hmm. if you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, that that exercise, if you will, yeah. uh, uh, probably had a lot to do with 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 the album. I guess they're very connected because they were written; they were both basically done at the same time.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Wow. You were yeah, busy dude after over the last couple of years.
1: I was, I was, I was so, <laughs> I had so many issues and shit I needed to deal with Yeah, that I, that I couldn't, that I didn't know how to deal with. I didn't know how to approach the issues that I had, the problems that I had with my relationship and all kinds of other things. These two channels, were were that's that was the rope that i hung on to now that, yeah that totally was I just you gotta like yeah into. when
0: you've got like relationship and other sort of emotional issues that are going on what have you whatever it is i'm not whatever saying it's, it's one like worse than another but to be able to throw yourself into work is 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 super helpful
1: it was it was yeah, cathartic yeah. and i think and through through the through the the process the self-realization through the process mm-hmm. it actually helped me come to some tough decisions that i had to make and um and face face these things face these fears face these so the music and the book really uh were, you know helped me in that regard and and i'm 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 much. I'm much
0: happier. Now. I mean, fear. Good for you, yeah. man. I'm happy for you, dude. But fears fear about like uh, moving forward in the creative process, or how you felt like in that breakup, for example, or whatever the relationship issue. It, going yeah, through. it was.
1: It was that fear. Fear. Fear of 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 just addressing that and how mm. to navigate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just not having this. Not having the tools. Right. And the skills to communicate with firstly with myself and then with another person. Yeah. You know, these are, these, these are, these are, these are skills that have to be (laughs) honed and have to be, uh, you know, and, and, and gone through and the other fears, um, probably gets back to some of that stuff we were talking about earlier with, um, with people pleasing bullshit and, um and just maybe just f- fear of of what people might think mm. of me and that sounds kind of you know shallow and but yeah i think it plays and plays when, with all of it fucks with all of us
0: oh totally totally and
1: you know like, you know and, yeah. and so you know, I, I I think that, you know, as as we're getting, as I've gone through that, coming out this other side here, you know, some of that stuff, as we said, is not going to just magically go away. It's just, it's how I'm going to dance with that devil. That's the difference. How I'm going to walk, you know, fire no, is so going to be there. You yeah.
0: can only control your own reactions to shit, because shit's always going to happen, right? So you kind of, like, have to deal with how you're going to, like, dance with the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a Burkowski
1: quote. He talks about that shit, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. What Just does he about, say?
1: Something about the... It all comes down to how you walk through the fire or some. I'm, I'm bashed on... I'm well, yeah, you also something. talked
0: about his grave... Marker or something like that and has a boxer on it or something. Yeah. Is that it says Pekowski? don't
1: try. It says don't try. Yeah. That's <laughs> that. That's inscribed. That's inscribed. Shit. I mean, there, there you go.
0: Well, yeah. Is he meaning don't try, but just do? Or is he meaning don't try to do something? Like there's a subtle difference. No.
1: I think he's saying, well, he's got two boxing gloves. Right. And then it says don't try. Okay. So it's like, show up.
0: Do your thing. Put up your dukes. Yeah. Do your
1: thing. Yeah. But don't give so much of a shit. Right. At the same time. And that is, that is, goes back, that idea, idea goes back to damn The Dow Day chain.
0: Yeah. Totally, Chinese, totally. 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 You know, it's like, well, there's two parts yeah. of that. It's like, there's the, it's, it's the don't try because trying is kind is, is sort of accepting that you might fail. Right. I'm going to try to do well, th- I'm gonna try that. I'm going to try to do this. Yeah. There's that angle, but there's I think that, that he's angle. more talking about just show up and do your thing. And if the thing is right, then it's not going to feel like work. It's not going to feel like you're trying maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, well, I think I take more of it. I take,
1: I take more of it. Like those two are, are good too, but I take more like, um, what we alluded to earlier was like when you, when you're relaxed, Mm. That's when that when you, when you're when you're completely empty, yeah, of your damn big fucking ideas,
0: right? And, and your past bullshit, yeah.
1: And your yeah, <laughs> all your shit. When you're empty, when you've when you've cleared all that out of there, yeah. Then for something to actually happen,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Th- then something can happen.
0: Then you can. Do the noticing, right? Because then, then you then you can do the yeah, noticing yeah.
1: and then because you're not trying to do anything. Right, right.
0: Yeah, it's fucking and amazing.
1: That is that is a very, 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 very hard thing to
0: do. <laughs> well, yeah, I think of it from a perspective because we've been talking about music and I think about it that from a perspective of performing and how you know you have this amazing classical technical background. So if you've got that background and you're up on stage and you're, you know. And you're kind of empty of prior uh, of if you're acting kind of as a vessel and accepting what other per, what what performance is going on and what music you're hearing mm-hmm. and you have the technical ability to just kind of play but not try that's kind of a beautiful spot to be. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes sense. But also that can bite you in the ass too because the classical the classically trained thing sometimes sometimes i'm like why don't don't care so much about how in tune this shit is well i was i was
0: more thinking about it from in terms of technique also but i i hear what you're
1: saying oh oh, okay okay you know you you had the
0: fingering and you had the you were comfortable on guitar Uh obviously enough to like to be able to play but not try
1: that, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting off. Your, I was getting off your point. Yeah. I do. I do. I do believe in that. You have to have a certain amount of facility yeah. to not try. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess that's where the boxing gloves, you know, <laughs> come in handy. Right. But well, when in, someone's punching in
0: with... you in the face, it's hard to not try to get punched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I. When I. When I think I of the know. boxing gloves, though, I think of just. And I mean, Charles Bukowski was a pretty hardcore dude, but uh, I, I always kind of think of that, that aspect as the, as the work. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's as a very like a uh, bring your lunch pail to work in your hard hat kind of macho thing about boxing, but not, no, I mean, not, it doesn't have to be like a male thing, but. And for whatever it's worth, I can't take a punch. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't take a that's fucking punch. Take. I can't take a punch of <laughs> the face.
1: But like. I he, can't either. I can't. No, no way. <laughs> man. I'd be out. And he dishes them and he dishes them. That's yeah. like
0: a 1950s poet sort of like vibe, right? Um, I hear you. I hear, I, I hear you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well tell me a little bit more about your 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 life on the road and how that how that kind of evolved for you in in performance and moving forward and becoming more of a mature artist and then uh performing behind albums as you progress i mean you've been out there for for you know 15 20 years doing your thing you know and and yeah. and, and here you are like and and you love moving around and you love obviously mixing with other people in different parts of the country. So kind of Ooh. what is that looking back and having written the book about a, a van and being on fire, which is basically, <laughs> yeah. I did read enough Ooh. to know that that's actually a real story that happened, yeah, which did, was yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, you've seen so much. Um, what, are some, uh, what are some things that uh, you'd gone through in the past that you sort of bring forward with you as you continue your life as a touring musician?
1: Mhm. Um well, a couple different things. Um I definitely think that the number the number one thing with the touring that keeps me doing it is uh the 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 energy in that the energy in that with that give and take of the of the music and how it is not it's it 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 is not mine, mm. and it's it's it belong it's it's a two way thing, mm. and that interaction is it propels me. It's perpetual. It's like it's it's the, it's the really the reason why I do it. Sometimes, sometimes mm. it's 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 not even in the fore forethought, you know, or the foreground of my. Is the right word, the, foref- the
0: forefront of my brain. The I don't fore- know.
1: Forefront, whatever the you want to say,
0: whatever you want to. That's say, the one. I like <laughs> forefront. The
1: forefront of my little brain. A published author uh, and um... first-time author. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
1: I can't. And... I could not myself.
0: I know you can take a good. You
1: can take a good job. So. Can take a good, yeah, good, right. Good, right. Good, you're, you're a good, good boxer. boxer. Okay, so that. Is not necessarily in the forefront of my mind, but I I I know that that's the that's that's it, it's really it's really amazing how many people could you know the, how, how, what kind of universal language it is yeah. and how 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 it does connect and mm. so many so many different ways yeah totally um, and so and so that being said. It's a very, uh, sacred thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to be, and I have to be my part of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: needs to be in line. It needs to be, I need to be coming at it and through it from a, a aim to, to, to do those things from the, the purest place I could possibly do. So that's why as I go back into it, And as we said before, and all my touring and all these dates and all of the fatigue and all of the, the, the ego and all of the shitty gigs and all the times that people didn't show up and, Hmm. you know, um, um, take all that learning and try to feed that into the next one. That's about all I can say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just like, it just, it just keeps going on, but I'd love, um, yeah i love your perspective on just the being up there and getting that energy back and and that's what it's kind of all about
1: that's 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 what it's all about and also the the i was thinking about this the other day um you know when you let me ask you this like when you For something, for something to come in, to come to you, mm. or for you to feel something. Mm. What what state do you need to be in?
0: For me to feel something, what state do I need to be in? Yeah. Well, you kind of uh, have what, to. What? I don't know. That's a very general question, but I mean, like, be re- <laughs> receptive enough to feel something. I mean, you can't be. Yeah, like, if you're, be like a show, if, you're at, if you're at a show, if oh, you're at a show,
1: at a show. Uh-huh. What's going to allow you to, to, to to be a part of that? You know, I'm, I've been thinking about that, you know, from my perspective.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can I just, I like authenticity. I like when an artist is up there and you know what they're doing is, is part of them and that they're mm. feeling vulnerable enough to put it out there. And that's a, yeah. that's a, that can be sort of a multifaceted experience because um, they're not only up there singing words in front of an audience, which is one thing, but also if you believe that what they're saying is personal enough so that there is a level of vulnerability, like, oh, they're talking about this and and this performer is up there saying that and courageous enough to get up there. And then furthermore, what they're saying is something that perhaps I hit upon or is just kind of a universal sort of, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not, you uni- know, not so universal that it becomes trite, but something that we, that often people struggle with or mm-hmm. have touched upon in their own lives, but presented from somebody else's unique perspective. Um, that's sort of what, when I sort yeah, of get great. the feels on it, you know, I think that's a great, that's, that makes that's, sense.
1: That's a, that's, yeah. That makes That's a great, that's a great answer. Yeah. I, and I, I, i've been trying to think about that um yeah. uh, the the what the listener is
0: yeah and that's why what I, they're, what they're, what they're, that's why yeah. i enjoy i don't need to be um a longtime fan of an artist to go and enjoy an artist's creativity i enjoy seeing someone who does what i just said present their own authenticity in a musically cohesive fashion that also shows a level of vulnerability from their perspective I, and and truisms, right? And that can come in a yeah. number of different forms. That can come both in a lyrical form, um, to somewhat less of a risky sort of outpouring of emotion is via the strings of a guitar. Although there is kind of, then you have the technical aspect of like, Oh Jesus, how can this guy play that? And since I dabble in guitar, that's also sort of kind of mind blowing, but from a singer songwriter Uh perspective, there's that, that other very, very, um, intense experience of listening to someone kind of pour out some personal details and being courageous enough to do that in front of an audience. So there's a lot of Mm -hmm. different factors going on.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's great. Those are great. That's great. Yeah, I've been I've been just kind of thinking about that some about what you know what 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 it's like. I mean, when I, I like for instance, I just went to see Sierra Ferrell the other night. Oh yeah, I at the Orange Peel in Asheville, and I was you know I don't I don't go to a whole lot of shows, mm-hmm. you know, and I really want to I kind of want to change that. I, I really I really want to start going to more. Yeah. And, I saw the Wood Brothers; they played there, and I, of course, oh, yeah, their they show. played there. That
0: was like a, the beginning of April. They did like a two night run in Orange Peel. I seriously yeah. considered like flying to Asheville oh, for yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, cool. Yeah. I saw
1: that show, but I'm just trying yeah. to just, you know, you know, complete that. You know, we're talking about the circle of it, mm-hmm. you know, and and see what it's like on this side of it. And obviously, I learn a lot from that, but also, you know to, to, to add to what you were saying was, is I want it to be relaxed. I want, I want to be, I want I want you to feel relaxed. Mm. And if I'm relaxed and I'm in the flow, it's going to make it a hell of a lot easier for you to relax and, um, and feel this. Well, what's your definition? Or or whatever you want to call it. I guess, I guess take the wall down, like, Um. you know,
0: so wait relaxing means like does that mean that you sometimes feel tension and that bugs you and that wigs you out uh
1: like by yeah, that sense I, I yeah i mean tension huh. like um when i when i when i say tension i think i mean force
0: uh-huh
1: when someone's trying to force something on you
0: yeah which you are i'm inferring that you try not to put that out there.
1: Try not to put that uh-huh. shit out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes I mean that that all pay, that 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 all feeds back into what we talked about earlier, the the the, <laughs> the fine line between entertaining and and being an artist
0: right 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 so do you you like are you saying that you like things to be a little bit more collaborative like or feel that it's more collaborative would you rather be like in a show like in a in the round or in like a big bar where you're kind of feeling like you're amongst instead of being up on a stage for example is that something
1: um i mean i don't know i mean i I've, i've never been like one to be like um you know some oh god i want to be on the front of the you know, I. Uh, you know it's all, I always joke I'm like I'm a guy that doesn't want to be in a crowd that's trying to draw one uh, Interesting. And, <laughs> um, um, not so, necessarily yeah,
0: akin whole... to the Woody Allen quote that he doesn't want to be he would never be a part uh, of a oh, club yeah. that would have him yeah, as had... a member it's sort of different right? <laughs> exactly
1: yeah right <laughs> but that's great yeah but you know the I mean that That ego stuff can get, can get weird. You know, I mean, I I think that's why, what I love about, um, you know, I admire, I admire like somebody like, like Bob Dylan or somebody who just, just, just so punk rock just gets up there. Just, just, you know, he's just in his own little world, you know, it's like nobody's there. Um, I guess I might be getting away from, from my idea, but, um, well, the, as far as, rela- you know, dis disarming people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it has to do with like a, know
0: that, an artist, like doing yeah. their thing. Right.
1: I think that's the trick. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 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 like, it's kind
0: of loose, you know, if they're doing their yeah, thing I mean, and like people yeah. just kind of like flow with it, but was there something about that Sierra show, um, that, that turning on, that's kind of how we started talking about it, is that you were like, yeah,
1: it was an authentic, uh, huh. I saw an authentic side of her. Yeah. I saw uh I saw a a relaxed I saw a relaxed thing. I didn't see I didn't see anything too formulaic. Um they're obviously very, you know, great. They got their shit together. Right. Um, but I guess it's I know for me, you know, if I went I want. I want to. I want to be a part, whether it's a show or whatever. If it's if it's an interaction like this, mm-hmm. we're able to. It's because we're relaxed right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just kind of just want to be yeah. in it. Like that's. We're that's just talking. A, yeah, we're, totally. we're just
1: we're just talking, and that that's ultimately you in know, some interviews don't go this way right and <laughs> I'm, I'm, full,
0: I'm fully aware and i hope people appreciate it you know i
1: i do, I, I i'm the i i, I do all right, right on. and um, tell your
0: friends man right?
1: so i will <laughs> and so you know, that is uh where the don't try stuff comes in
0: interesting yeah 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 Yeah, I think um, I don't know how performers go to a ton of shows. I mean, it's like, it's very time consuming. Uh, You know, sometimes you're like kind of fatigued at night and just like want to kick back. But yeah, it can be super informative, right?
1: Yeah, it can. Yeah, it can be. And I've, 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 um, that was a, a little pact I made to myself when the pandemic, um, you know, starting to loosen up. I was like, you know, I want to go try to see more shows. You know, yeah. I mean, i got a busy ass schedule coming up, but, um, yeah, I, I, the whole, the whole thing, the album, the book, the new 2.0, the new life in Asheville, <laughs> the new thing has really, has been, um, you know, has been, has ignited, I think a new, a new sense of my, uh, so we're looking for like um curiosity nice nice about it all
0: that's yeah. so awesome that like you know you're 11 albums into this whole fucking adventure and like you're still psyched about uh, about it and super open about it what what's what where what's the next direction what's uh are we going to two are we sticking in two point or <laughs> i don't know if it's i don't know if it's too, I don't know, it might be too soon to go to three point oh seth i don't know well I don't we'll, know see, you well, we'll see
1: we'll see if the van my new van catches on fire'll <laughs> we go from there <laughs> right 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 um well I, I don't know what's gonna happen next, but um yeah, sometimes i'm like god is this is this I have these spells. Like for instance, right now I'm not riding anything. I'm not writing mm-hmm.
0: a song. Just, just enjoy the ride. You gotta just enjoy the ride. Yeah,
1: right? I'm just enjoying the ride. Right. And I think I, I am getting more into playing guitar uh, these days. Uh, the, I think the, the the sets on this tour are going to be we're going to sit in some pockets and groove out a oh, little bit. Totally, totally. Play play a little guitar and stretch out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to. I kind of want to mess with that. Who do you song. got in your
0: band going on the road with you?
1: Uh, Reese Williams, he plays bass, uh-huh. plays upright and electric, sings, Tommy Perkinson, plays drums. They're both really great singers. So we do a lot oh, cool. of 3 harmonies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. And then in August, when I come to Chicago. Oh,
0: right on. Yeah, you're um, in um at Fitzgerald's.
1: Fitzgerald's, yeah. yeah. Hopefully uh, I'll
0: see you then. I'm, if I'm in town, we'll definitely connect. Uh, oh,
1: I'd love for you to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. um I'm, I'm adding a, a, another a person to the band. they going to start touring with us. He's a guitar player. He plays uh acoustic electric slide because pedal steel um and he's just a very uh, just he's a homie and right on. we have very different styles of guitar playing. Uh-huh. but his is a very it just accompanies me so well and he's i think you'll enjoy oh him right on too,
0: so. right on yeah. yeah yeah you said slide and pedal steel
1: he plays uh he plays uh, just regular guitar oh. electric acoustic oh, okay. and slide and pedal steel pedal yeah.
0: steel man just slays me Okay. Yeah, it's a
1: magic thing.
0: It yeah. really is. And then you're headed to, so you got like dates in May and June in the states, and you're headed to Europe in July. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. a nice yeah. hot, fun hot time in Europe in July. Yeah, it's yeah. going gonna,
1: gonna to be a lot. It's yeah, going
0: to be a scorcher, but you like Nola, yeah. so that's not like a problem. But um, that's exciting, go. though. How, tell me a little bit yeah. about your thoughts on playing in in, in Europe. Um,
1: well, um,
0: I always find it this very is probably the fifth or
1: sixth, fifth. Oh, this would be the fifth or sixth time. You know, again, ties back to the universal language.
0: Oh um, totally. It, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And um yeah, it's wonderful. They just they just they just love it. They just I mean, the whole European vibe, culture, yeah. their their mindset. They're,
0: they're nuts for anything blues, man. Oh, they love it, man. They love it. Yeah.
1: So it, it'll it'll be it'll be it'll be it'll be a lot of work. It'll be a lot of driving in the back of a van, but uh I'm up for it.
0: Be some beautiful roads and you can get to oh, places yeah. faster there too. Yeah. Place to place. Um yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm psyched for you. I'm psyched for uh Seth 2.0. <laughs> we'll I'm psyched for Josh that. 2.0 too. Yeah so. I was gonna say I am stoked for you too Josh. Yeah 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 man here we go right here on go. yeah yeah everywhere I go there I am dude that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> Well, this has been really great, Seth. I hope we get a chance to hang out sometime, man. It's just been so much yeah. fun to get to know you and um, and chat it. with I've you and it. bat around all these bananas ideas about aesthetics <laughs> know, and creativity and shit. I love going down the rabbit hole and all that. All my listeners do We, did. We, so, did. Yeah, we did. we did. We s- successfully climbed out of the rabbit hole and we're going to go and attack <laughs> the day and you're going to go have a yes. great time in, in NOLA go to Tipitina's yeah, well, and ha- have a have a drink for me there or something or whatever. Sounds good, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Well, I hope to see you in Chicago. Yeah, I'll try to make it to that show if I'm in town, man, I'm there. I'm there. That. Right on. Cool, man. Thanks for being here, Seth. My pleasure. Right on, see brother. you dude. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, that was me and Seth Walker talking on this episode of Roadcase really really had a great time talking to Seth. He's just a just a gem and we really we really chopped it up nicely. I really um, had a fun time chatting with this uh, with this super cool dude who's been around the block uh, a ton. you know, he's had a 30 career, 30 year career in this business. Uh, his first album was in 1997 and now here we are in 2022, uh, his 11th album, uh, entitled I hope I know, which is out now and is like I said, produced by John Ricks of the Wood brothers. Seth grew up on a commune in North Carolina. His parents were super musical. He started out by playing cello, uh, really interesting and unique upbringing um you know he talked about was filled with love but not without its own challenges and that's going to set him up for this wanderlust that he uh that he admits to have you know he's lived in um in austin and nashville and new orleans and asheville he's he's you know, he's been in as many cities as I have, and I've I've lived all over the country and love talking about his performance philosophy and how he grapples with how to get out there and kind of put himself out there. And, you know, he's thinking about how separating his own self from the performance, if you will, which is a, a tough thing to do because you kind of want to put yourself on the line. But at the same time, he says he wants it to sort of be a relaxed environment where he can just really... Feel like he's in the room and in the moment and putting his stuff out there and you know, he's been a road dog. He's been doing this for quite a while and I just love listening to him, uh, talk about his own philosophy and where he's at and what his struggles have been. And, um, he was just really down to talk about anything. I really, I really love that about Seth. He's just a super quality dude with uh, so many different creative avenues that he's walked down and he's got this book, Your Van is on Fire. I cannot recommend it enough. It's got wonderful anecdotes from his life. Uh, he writes some poetry. There's amazing illustrations that he does. And uh, it's just, it's the whole package. And you'll, uh, if you enjoyed this interview, uh, definitely check out Seth's book. And of course, the new album, I Hope I Know, is now out on all the streams. Services And Seth's on the road. He's got a ton of tour dates. Uh, you can check out more of those at his website, SethWalker.com. It'll also be in Europe as well. So Seth's got a lot going on. Thanks again for tuning in for this episode to everyone. Really appreciate your support and glad you're along for the ride. You can follow us on the socials at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for more information uh, about RoadCase i want to send a special thank you to seth walker for being here on this episode of road case thanks again so much for listening And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at Roadcase Pod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Walzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road.